Welcome to the SPE Podcast. I'm Asha Robles. For this episode, we are exploring the digital ecosystem and recent milestones in drilling and automation, among other topics. We'll be handing off the interviewing portion to SPE's VP of Communications, Glenda Smith. She caught up with Tommy Sigmundstead, Auckland's VP, VP of Drilling and Wells. This interview was recorded in March 2020 at the IADC SPE Drilling Conference. So with that background and introduction, Here's Glenda Smith. I'm Glenda Smith, and this is SPE Talks to Tommy Sigmundstad. This is Glenda Smith, VP of Communications with the Society of Petroleum Engineers. During the IADC SPE Drilling Conference in Galveston, Texas, I caught up with Tommy Sigmundstad. VP of Drilling and Wells at Ocker BP. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today, Tommy. Oh, it's a pleasure. You have a master's degree in petroleum engineering from Stavanger University. What led you to pursue petroleum engineering as a career? Well, being born in the 70s and from Stavanger, Norway, which is the old city, you know, the booming of the oil industry means something to us, uh, as well as I had a lot of families in, in that business and I like big rigs, so uh, the choice was easy. Lots of fun things to uh, get into. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so during this morning's plenary session, um, you mentioned the importance of drilling and well construction as key parts of the value chain. Can you elaborate a bit on that for our listeners? Yeah, you know, um, the main purpose of, of drilling wells is to, to actually make the conduit from the reservoir up to the processing plant and maintaining it. and. Uh, that in itself is of course necessary, but what we see now, with, uh, at least if you operate in mature basins, is that the volumes get less and less, and the cost of drilling normally goes up, has been going up. And for us to be successful and actually get access to these reserves economically, more of the cost lies into drilling because the reserves comes down. So that means that if we are not on top of our business, you know, we won't get access to those uh, reserves. So that means that for us to be successful in the value chain to get the product to the market, we will be more and more essential in these more marginal businesses. And I'm sure that's part of what has led you to the innovative approach that you're taking to working with your drilling and service company contractors. Um, Tell us how it works and, and a bit about the benefits you've achieved from this innovative approach. So Alliances is part of our improvement agenda, which has four parts to it. It's the Alliances, it's digitalization, it's a flexible business model and, and lean focus on flow efficiency. And the way we go into this is uh, the best company for the job. And we looked and said we want fewer and deeper relationships with these companies. That means that if they're going to work with us for a long period of time, they need to think and their mindset and their focus need to be very similar to us. So actually what we look at more in addition to of course that they from a technical perspective can do the job is do they have the behavior, the leadership and the culture that comes with this. And of course over that period of time we also need to look at different uh, compensation models because they don't want to work for us if there's no money in it for them. Sure. So these are the topics that we are discussing We'll try then to come up with how do we actually create tomorrow's value chain and how we're delivering uh, wells. That's great. I think you mentioned that you also have people in the same room working together, getting the data together, making decisions collectively. Yeah, so at the end of last year we opened what we call the Onshore Collaboration Center where 
everybody uh, in RKBP is supporting drilling in West Post drillers, uh, subsurface exploration, but also alliance partners sit in the same room, getting data in. And that's where we have what I call a culmination of these four improvement areas coming together. You get the data in, and it's visualized, and you make a decision based on it. People in the room, as I said, is alliances and are, are business partners within RKBP. We're looking at flow efficiency, but also part of lean is that you, you become very good at learning. You know, these teams normally were scattered maybe all over the building and hardly saw each other. Maybe if you're lucky, you get a one page of a lesson learned and, and maybe from a, from, a, from a place that picked up lessons learned. And uh, now, you know, there's a little competition. But learning goes really fast. So you're talking hours, maybe minutes, before the other teams have picked up any good uh, good learnings. And of course, then with all the data, the visualization, the learning, right people in there, focus on being best at what you're doing, you make better decisions. You're listening to the SPE podcast. We will return to Glenda and Tommy's discussion in just a moment. First, we wanted to remind you about SPE's online education resource. Whether you prefer live or on-demand training, join our industry experts as they explore solutions to real problems and discuss trending topics. Take yourself to greater depths right from your desktop with SPE online education. Learn more at webevents.spe.org. Now let's rejoin the discussion and send it back to Glenda and Tommy. So one of the things that I know AquaBP is doing is working on really fully automating the drilling process. So tell me more about how you're going about this and what your motivation for that is. Yeah, so, so the automated drilling is actually just the end of it. Uh, what we start looking at is what we call the digital ecosystem, which is more the backbone, how we actually define the data to flow from one end to the other, but also in a circular way. So if you think about, we start with the reservoir, that's where the, the oil is, and you have a reservoir model. And based on that, you lift up your data, and you do your well planning, and you make something called a digital twin. The digital twin is then broken down in work orders that is programming the drilling machines. As you're drilling, that will create real-time data, which will not only update your drilling plan, but also go back and update the subsurface, which again will update the drilling program. So it's a circular thing. But what you will achieve with, with uh, automated drilling is, of course, you will increase your quality of your delivery. You will come down on your non-productive time. You will reduce errors. You could probably drill cheaper. And again, back to what I said initially about cheaper wells into smaller pools of oil makes resources that today maybe it's not economic to develop, actually, possible to get to the market. That's wonderful. So as a result of this work, you've achieved some amazing milestones in terms of your drilling efficiency. Tell us a little more about those. Yeah, we're proud of it, you know. And uh, what I'm most proud of is actually that it's not one or two rigs, it's all of them. Oh, that's great. Uh, in the portfolio. So that tells me we've done something systematically. I think we're first in the focus we've had on, on creating the environment where actually say you want to be the best and living it is actually allowed to do but within certain frames, of course. We are doing this systematically and, and uh, in a conscious way. But uh, we've just started. Uh, we haven't done much on digitalization yet, but you know, through alliances and the focus on lean, by visualizing progress, visualizing that people actually can pick up learning from, from elsewhere, setting yourself a target and go after it, 
but not only setting the target, but detailed planning, which you go we are today, both with the record drilling within uh, 24 hours or, or reaching a nautic mile in, in uh, 13 hours and 38 minutes, which is one of the, the records. So you drilled a mile in 13 hours? A nautic mile, 1600 and some meters, whatever it is. Wow, wow. So That's pretty amazing. <laughs> but 12 and a quarter, yes it is. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Uh, so is there anything else about your your drilling innovations you'd love, like to share with us? Well, it's all around the, these uh, improvement agendas, but you know, we, we looked at it very simple. So we said, able to, to deliver this high effect, highly effective rig. So we picked the top of the shelf rigs. We've been focusing on what I call effective well designs. So one thing is they are robust, but also easy to implement. We put a lot of focus on our people, fantastic people with the right mindset, the right behavior that actually want, want to win. And as we discussed, the collaboration, not only b between uh, drilling and wells and, and subsurface, but between alliance partners, uh, creating that arena where they can cooperate and make decisions together. That sounds like a wonderful way to, uh, to make progress. So you mentioned bringing together the right team. Um, for young people coming into the industry, I think a lot of people perceive that, that drilling is, um, excuse the term, for old white guys, and um, not, not for young people and not for, for uh, women. Um, but do you think specializing in drilling and well construction is a, is a good career choice for people yeah. choosing the industry? Yeah. I'm, uh Absolutely. Uh, in terms of new technology, uh, as I said, it's, uh, you work in the cool stuff, the big stuff, but actually through a digital way. And I would love to have more females in the industry. Actually, my first job as a drilling superintendent, I had about 50% females and 50% males. And this was the best team ever, really, really getting after performance. To get that kind of diversity in there will just make you become better. But a lot, as you say, I think young people think about drilling as yeah, on a land rig in the 50s. But actually, with joysticks, the cyber rigs we have today, digitalization coming in, robots, it's just going to be fantastic. And uh, the opportunity there as in another industry that you can compare yourself against. I was going to say that the use of joysticks in drilling, um, people whose parents said they were wasting time uh, playing video games are going to discover <laughs> that perhaps there was a career in that after yeah, all. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. I hope that uh, our listeners have, uh, have learned a little bit about what you're doing and, and we'll look forward to hearing more about uh, the innovations that you guys are making. Thank you. That was SPE VP of Communications, Glenda Smith, hosting a discussion with Tommy Sigmundstead addressing the technology advancements in drilling. Looking for the latest episodes? Search for the SPE podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Please leave reviews. We appreciate the five stars and hearing your feedback. You can find us online at spe.org slash podcast. And on social media, use the hashtag SPE podcast. Special thanks to this episode's participants, Glenda Smith and Tommy Sigmundstad. I'm Asha Robles. Thanks for listening.